0: i mentioned that i was calling this talk feeling all the feels because over the last couple of weeks i have felt um a lot of anger coming up a lot of uh just that emotion just kind of hanging out for me my anger hangs out in my chest and there's just there just seems to be one thing after another after another it's this um you know, there's the the book banning, the rewriting of history, and and the attack on critical race theory. Uh, there's the there's the what's going on in in the Ukraine right now. Um, there's the tragedy in Afghanistan. There's the the all the other. Um, conflicts that we rarely hear about in Yemen and in Syria and Congo and Mali, Sudan, Kurdistan, China, all these other places in the world that we just kind of, there's all this stuff happening. There's the, um, the crisis of the unhoused in this country. And the great wealth disparity. Um, there's the the state-sanctioned violence against black and brown bodies. There's uh, mass incarceration. There's the war on LGBTQIA rights and so on. Um, and I am even pissed off about, or there's some anger for me about the stupid baseball lockout because I'm a real baseball fan and and they can't even get their shit together and so their health care disparity, all this stuff, all this stuff, it's, you know, there's so much injustice, there's so much violence, there's so much hate, there's so much, um, yeah, there's all this, this really awful things happening, which are driven by greed, driven by hatred, driven by delusion, which, you know, we often call in the teachings are called the three poisons, because they poison everything, they poison everything, um, they're, everywhere and sometimes it feels like it's just a bit too much um and then you have to remember that this stuff has been going on for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years and um you look back and i because i'm used to be an archaeologist i'd like to look back at mesopotamia when they had the first legal codes um and this they're the first the first written legal codes go back 40 over four thousand years and they deal with corruption they deal with murder robbery sexual abuse i mean the same stuff where we've got going on today has been going on forever it's because people just get trapped up in this greed this this hatred this power this wanting more wanting more wanting more um uh so it's it's there it's everywhere um And so there are all these emotions that can come up. There's rage, there's grief, there's sadness, there's resignation. And I'm sure each of you can connect with um, your own experience of these emotions that show up. How we deal with them, however, depends on how a lot of times on how we learn to handle them. For many of us, those types of things were not talked about in our homes or um, we were told that things, certain emotions were not okay, like very, very common to hear that people were told, no, you're not allowed to be angry or you're not allowed to be sad or you only get to have a day and a half for grief and then you have to get over it. Um, Or we looked up to folks who seemed to have things under control and tried to imitate them to a greater or lesser degree. Sometimes um, they weren't very wise or skillful, you know? And if we use, grew up around violence, sometimes we use that as a tool. If we grew up around people who kept it all inside, that's what we do. It's really good to stuff that. Um, this is where fight, flight, or freeze also um, comes into play. You know, I'm a fleer. I'm much more uh, running away. Uh, stuff it down. Don't feel, don't feel, don't feel. Um, However, keeping it all inside can be just as damaging as allowing the rage to take over. And we develop all these habits of, of working with this stuff, being argumentative, being manipulative, being shy, being aggressive... We can use things to fix our emotions, and I'm not saying anything that you all don't know. Uh, things like drugs and alcohol and food and sex and work and shopping and social media and other addictive behaviors, and or several at the same time. And I just saw an article today that talked about um, social media creates that dopamine addiction, where we're constantly chasing the next, the next um, feeling good. Um, You know, or I have this tendency to want to fix everything. I can do it. I can take care of everything. I want it all to be okay. I want it all to be okay. And, of course, it's impossible and it's a greedy reaction. So, what to do? It's a lot of crap. Um, You know, and I just went through this litany of awful things that are happening. And it can be overwhelming. But the practice can help. How can we live without our heads exploding or without causing harm to ourselves and others? And that's where the practice comes in. That's that's what the Buddha offered us, um, you know, lo those 2,600 years ago. Um, I did a talk, I did a talk, I think it was about a year and a half ago um, in August 2020, I think it was, called Grief hate what was it grief rage grief hope despair and things were on fire then and a year and a half later things are still on fire but they seem to be different things but that's that's the truth of impermanence things change but those feelings come back again and again so how do we hold those feelings the important thing to realize is that we're not fixing the feelings we're not changing the feelings but we're developing a different relationship with our feelings so I said um, what I noticed over the last couple of weeks is that a lot of anger was coming up so instead of saying I am angry I'm recognizing that Anger is coming up. So I'm not turning myself into an angry person. I'm turning myself into, or I'm a person who has a lot of anger. This morning in morning meditation, I did um, a loving kindness practice. And what I noticed is there was a lot of grief, and the grief was just hanging out in my belly. And so instead of going, I am grieving. I shifted the relationship and said, wow, there's a lot of grief because of all this stuff that's happening right now. There's this tremendous amount of grief. So instead of putting things on, like an overcoat or a jacket, we recognize that things blossom or show up because the co- the conditions are right. You see something awful, and perhaps there's anger that ar- arises or fear that arises or sadness. And I, it's not all... Um, uncomfortable feeling sometimes there's happiness that shows up you think of someone or you see someone that you haven't seen in a while or you you get a a text from a loved one and there's this feeling of joy or or happiness that shows up and so to recognize that just as we are not the sounds that we hear if we hear a sound when we don't say oh i'm a bell oh i'm a i'm a dog barking you just say oh there's the experience of a sound of a a, that I think is a bell or a dog barking the same way we hold our um, emotions that arise the feelings that arise oh there's anger arising because of these situations this these um, you know these seeds of consciousness that have been planted and when the conditions are right the sun the the water whatever it is they blossom and so the anger blossoms or the rage or the grief blossom and so we, div- it's, it's, um, it's not, we don't become that person. And when we don't become that person, um, we can, we can work with things. It's like um, I, becoming, uh, having jealousy. I talk about this a lot when um, I, I think, I don't know why, but I've always had a tendency to um, want probably because they didn't have a lot growing up. So it was always envious. And, oh, I want that. That's shiny. Plus, I have. A, if you've done the Buddhist personality types, I'm very much a greedy personality type. I want it all. I want to do all the retreats. I want all the shiny things. Um, I fit. try and fit too much stuff into my day. And so... A friend of mine was doing something that I really admired and all of a sudden jealousy showed up. I had the choice of going, I'm a jealous person. It's like, I'm not a jealous person. It's like jealousy showed up. I didn't choose this, but how do I hold it? And that's the question is how do we hold these emotions that show up? You know, um, the invitation of the practice is to be with whatever shows up. There's that wonderful old story, um, Tibetan story of Milarepa, who had uh, the cave. He went. He lived in a cave, and when he went out, he came back, and the cave was full of demons. And it wasn't until he said, "Okay, you're here, I'm here," that they dispersed. Um, and he put his mouth. He put his head into one of the largest demons' mouth and said, "Okay." and and they were gone. And so it's not this fighting them, it's not this judging, it's not this I shouldn't feel this, I shouldn't feel that. Instead, it's okay, here it is. How can I be with? People get into um a type of spiritual bypassing when they have practice. If you're familiar with the term spiritual bypassing, it means a tendency to use our spiritual ideas or practices to sidestep or avoid facing unresolved emotional issues, psychological wounds, and unfinished developmental tasks. And John Wellwood, who is a a Buddhist teacher and a psychotherapist, um, coined that term back in the 80s. And you see it a lot. If someone is feeling uncomfortable, if someone's having some emotions or feelings that are unpleasant or, um, yeah, that's primarily what it is, then they kind of take their spiritual practice like a stick and just beat it, you know, beat the emotion, beat the feeling over the head with with practice. Um, I see people do it a lot with metta. It's like, I, I call it magic pixie dust. They think it's magic pixie dust. If they just do enough meta, they won't feel this way. Ah. Um, people do it with all types of things. It's not just in Buddhist practice. You've got to pray more or sit more or do more repeats because obviously if you feel uncomfortable, you're not doing it right. There's a lot of judgment in that, and that's not true. Thich Nhat Hanh was really eloquent about this. It's like, you can't help what arises. You can't help what arises. Lama Rod Owen said that too. Um, he said um, in a talk I heard him give, he said, you, can't, you are not responsible for the emotions that arise. You are not responsible for your conditioning. None of us are responsible for our conditioning. We can't help what comes at us, what, what experiences are present in our lives, but we are responsible for how we work with them. So we have these emotions We have these emotions, and instead we learn to be with them. How do we learn to be with them? Um, It's a journey. It's a journey. A, sometimes it's just recognizing they're there. Um, That's the third foundation of mindfulness. The Buddha said, when there's anger, know there's anger. When there's craving, when there's joy, when there's... um, When the mind is constricted, know that the mind is constricted. When the mind is open and spacious, know that. Be aware. Didn't seem to do anything about it. Just have this awareness. And I mean, for some of us who have had that training of not feeling, you know, we don't feel. I I never realized when I was angry, most of the time. Sometimes it would take me days to realize somebody pissed me off. And then you know it was like long gone, um, or shame, or uh, or guilt. Well, well, no, I was very familiar with that. <laughs> or it's like I'm so bad. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, those types of things. But but to begin to recognize and practice is important because we learn to sit and we learn to recognize where they land in our bodies. We become reconnected. We're so disconnected so often. Our he- we're all in our head thinking about how do I do this? How do I fix this? How do I get rid of this? Instead of reconnecting and saying, where is it? How do I- instead, how do I tend to it? So the first thing to do is just step back. Recognize the experience is normal and an understandable reaction to the world. Who would not experience grief? when when seeing what's happening right now or anger why not why wouldn't that experience why wouldn't that show up and secondly let go of the aversive reaction or the story that is the habitual story of anger is bad not supposed to feel it if i were better i wouldn't feel this which is just nonsense You know, and third, practice ways of being with. And this is where that, again, that connection with the body is so important. Where is that emotion in the body? Is it in the belly, in the heart, in the arm, in the jaw? That's what I was saying. For me, most of the time I've learned that anger resides in my chest. And this morning I was recognizing that the grief was in my belly. So that when you begin to connect and have this intimacy with the emotions and the feelings then there's a wisdom you learn to tune into the wisdom of the body so that when you're walking around and not just in practice you can be con- connected and if you're in the middle of something you can start recognizing oh this is arising oh there's some joy here there's some there's some happiness or there's some anger there's some fear and when you have that awareness, then you can respond wisely rather than just reacting from old habits, whatever they are. Um, there's a couple of uh, like there's a couple of techniques. One of which is Rain, which I'm sure you're very familiar with. Um, this was developed. Um, the acronym Rain was developed by Michelle McDonald, a teacher in Hawaii many years ago, and has really been embraced by tara brock she talks about it a lot and um she says rain are recognize what's happening recognize the emotion recognize what's arising a allow the experience to be there just as it is a as sati which is often translated as mindfulness also means be with so a allow the experience to be there just be with it i bring some interest what is this what's going on investigate sometimes there's a there's a recognition oh that maybe there's something underneath it there's anger but maybe there's fear underneath so just kind of open with gentle awareness what's happening what's it, what's right what's happening right now what's going on and then n originally was non-identification meaning don't take it personally it's just this natural arising based on causes and conditions but she's shifted it to nurture with self-compassion nurture be gentle be kind you know this is this is the practice of equanimity when there is joy you are you greet it with happiness when there's suffering or pain you greet it with compassion so nurture tend to what's present wisely and skillfully there um there is a book which i haven't read but it's called permission to feel by mark brackett and he talks he talks also about a way to feel uh work with feelings and he says there's no bad feelings just feelings so again let go of that judgment um, he said, "Recognize the emotion and the cues in the body. Does your jaw tense up? Do you sweat? Does your hands clasp? Begin to your heart beat faster. Understand, knowing those causes and conditions. Sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we do know. But the more we can under uh, recognize, really, the helpful it is. Sometimes la- labeling it. You know, what is it? It's not always easy. And again, what's underlying?" you know is it anger about injustice can you drill down Um, is it an old 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 story that's just kind of showing up sometimes when I get into a place of um, uh, jealousy or envy or uh, feeling um, like I'm on the outside looking in we each and we each have our own Stories or our own feelings that are kind of core to us. Um, Instead of like running with the feeling of being on the outside looking in, I can go back to some old, old wounds from way, way, way back and let go of the chatter and be with the discomfort and drill down and instead be compassionate. Oh, that's that old story. That's that old wound. Tend to that. Just be gentle. Soften to that. Don't have to fix anything. Just be with as kindly and as gently as you can. You know? And, of course, the foundation is mindfulness. We have to pay attention. We have to pay attention. And sometimes... um, it's really difficult to let go of anger and rage because there's constant you know this stuff that keeps coming up and and um just as with anything recognize okay right now it's like this here it is again here it is again the prescription is always the same to be with recognize it's there being with gentleness and compassion sometimes it sometimes anger and rage can be a springboard to action especially when we're faced with injustice Um, there's but try not to feed it you know keeping anger and rage alive intentionally is is grasping is clinging is cultivating aversion is getting caught up in the greed and the hatred and that can be incredibly damaging try to find a way to let go as much as you can or You know, just hold it with gentleness and go, you know what? It's here. There's rage. It's going to be here. Okay. Um, Just be with what's present, even difficult pieces. It's also incredibly important to take care of yourself. But I saw this, somebody said this the other day, stop doom scrolling, which is what we can do. Um, which doesn't help at all. It just intensifies whatever's present. Turn off the TV. Turn off the radio. Um, Shut down the, turn off the phone. Turn off the laptop. Um, Thich Nhat Hanh is, again, very eloquent about that in his fifth precept, which is not taking intoxicants that lead to heedlessness. This is the same thing watch what you ingest don't ingest this you know the 24 7 news cycle is unnecessary because it's not really news anyway it's just talking heads because it's a way to make money it's really it's really all about greed it's it's the capitalist mindset which is not it's all the you know the colonial mindset which is all about wealth building this is another way to build wealth and we'll just talk a lot and you'll give us money for it and it does and it causes a lot of harm so step back from what's causing that harm um it's too easy to become overwhelmed and burned out and there's a there's a person i follow on instagram um it's called her the her instagram account is called the nap ministry where she talks about you know napping and resting is a revolutionary is an act of revolution which isn't because this um busyness again is that colonial mindset is that the capitalistic um got to build wealth it's all about the individual blah 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 and to break through that and say you know what i'm going to step back i'm not going to buy into that is really a way to take care of ourselves and it's really important it's really important. So, and I was talking to someone today about how hard it is because there's at least for me. I'm and I don't you know now that I'm aware have when you have awareness, it's sometimes easier to step back. And so, um, my intention actually for this year was to be less busy. So that's what I'm trying to do is just be less busy, just, just be. And not make it a chore and not beat myself up for still being busy because that's just doing the same thing over and over again. So, and there was a, um, and, uh, a lot of times compassion when we are, um, faced with all this injustice in the world, the compassionate part of us, uh, the empathetic part of us wants to do something. And again, it does seem overwhelming and we have to remember that it's not our job to do everything, um, and there is a, a quote um from a young man in south africa who was born with hiv and died of aids his name was in johnson and he said do all you can with what you have in the time you have in the place you are just that's all we can only do what we can with what we have where we are with the time we have you know um the first precept, not intentionally taking a life, is also about um, not intentionally causing suffering. It's also ending suffering where we see it. How do we do that? You know, how do we work towards it? And recognize that it's not going to happen in our lifetimes. This stuff is the work of generations. Generations. Um, Rashi Joan Halifax talks about it, and she talks about hope which is not um, actually a Buddhist concept. The Buddha really didn't teach anything about hope. But Roshi Joan talks about wise hope, is um, seeing things as they are, including the truth of suffering, both its existence and our capacity to transform it. And so we have an aspiration to work, to awaken from suffering. And end suffering for others, and then recognize that and watch our expectations, watch our clinging to making sure it happens in the next month or week or year or four years or ten years. It's generational, it's not gonna happen in my lifetime. You know, the world is the world was not waiting for me to show up for everything to get good, but it's like, how can I be a part of it? And we when we can do that, when we can be with our pain when we can be with these emotions wisely and skillfully we're not overwhelmed by them Um, we can work towards um, ending suffering where we see it and when we've learned to take care of ourselves that fifth precept watching how we ingest the things we ingest watching how we take care of ourselves being kind to ourselves being compassionate to ourselves as well as towards others then we can um, move towards, have that aspiration of a, a, to awaken from suffering and to end greed, hatred, and delusion as best we can, where we are with the time we have and the place we are. So um, those are my uh, thoughts on how to feel all the feels. We don't have to turn away from the feels. We can be with them without being overwhelmed by them. And in fact, allow them to be our strength. When we can see what's happening without being afraid of it, without thinking we need to fix it, there's a power there. There's a, there's a freedom there. And so um, I wish you ease, I wish you freedom, and thanks so much for being here.